Welcome back to A Lonely 20-something. Good morning, everybody. Okay, I'm going to start this episode off a little bit different because I've been learning more about how to grow this podcast. So the first thing I'm going to say is please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us really build this community a lot. I'd love to get to the point where we can do listener letters and have more interactivity on the podcast. Doing this helps others find the pod or the cast, whatever you want to call it. So help another 20-something out and click that button. I'd appreciate it a lot. Well, hello there. It is a Friday afternoon um, at 6.30. I don't know if that's technically the afternoon, but we're going to roll with it. And I have been waiting all day, guys, to sit down and chat with you. So can't wait to get into it. First of all, how are you guys doing? Um, If you're doing great, I'm so happy for you. If you're not, I'm so glad um, that, you know, you're remembering that better days are to come. But before we get into this episode, I actually have something that I feel like we absolutely have to 100% address. Um, And that is Emily in Paris. No, I'm not being an asshole. No, I didn't just want to flaunt my French accent. Um, Netflix Twitter account has officially confirmed that that is the pronunciation of the show. It's a play on, um, well, it's not a play on, but it's meant to rhyme and we just all didn't get it. Um, And it's also been renewed for a season two. So cautiously excited about that. But for everyone who doesn't know about this show, it is simultaneously um, the best and the worst show ever. Um, I actually have a group chat with two of my friends that is exclusively about Emily in Paris, and it has been so um, since the show came out in October, so uh, only slightly taking over my life right now. Um, It's both insulting and inspiring. Um, It's about this girl, Emily, as you can imagine, who is American and is of unknown age, like actually is debated, who's agency i believe buys out another agency in france um and this company cannot think of anybody else to go on this trip except for miss emily herself um and she knows no french um i'm not exaggerating when i say every single person she meets either is in love with her or absolutely hates her um and most of them are on the absolutely hates her end and yet our girl Emily never once doubts herself. No, she doesn't. Um, Emily has so much confidence, not a shred of insecurity the entire time. She says what she thinks. She acts with certainty and confidence. She makes connections, reaches out to others. No social anxiety for Emily. Um, and quite frankly, sometimes I'm like, she, she should probably be more aware of her surroundings. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I would say the show doesn't even really do it in like an empowering, like Emily's making this choice. It's more of like a delusional way, which I hope that we can all make inspirational for ourselves. Just want us all to take a little bit of Emily's delusion into our daily lives and, uh, feel like we are that bitch, be that bitch. Um, and have no no thought or recollection of how other people feel about it. Let's be Emily in Paris. Am I right? But okay, as much as I would love for this 
a whole entire episode to be a deep dive into Emily in Paris. Um, I'm just like you guys, I say it, Emily in Paris. Um, <laughs> this, this episode is actually not about that. Um, what I wanted to do this week is kind of peel back the curtains on my therapy sessions and some of the things that I have been talking to my therapist about most recently. I had this realization a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago by now, um, that I feel like I haven't made a single choice in my life since I graduated college. So I'll pause there Um, because it is a bit of a dramatic thing to say and almost every single person I know uh, when I tell them this, they're like, that cannot be true. That is not true. You're being hard on yourself. But it's still for sure the way that I feel. And more so than I haven't made any choices, I haven't made any bold choices. Um, And that's something I really want to focus on. So when I graduated college, I worked, I chose which company I wanted to work for. Okay, that was a choice. That was bold. Um, This company, for the first year, I traveled around the country, moving to different locations, um, doing projects based on where the company told me to go. That was so fun, so exciting. At the end of the program, I was placed in Oklahoma, which is, they said, you're moving to Oklahoma and doing this job. Um, I lived in Oklahoma. I did move around in Oklahoma a little bit. But I lived there doing that job, which was not my first choice, for a bit. Um, then towards my end, the end of my time there, I started to get calls and offers for next roles. Um, if you would have asked me at that time, my dream would have been like, I want to go to New York and I want a job in marketing. Um, what ended up happening uh, was not a marketing job, um, not in New York. I'm currently in St. Louis. Um, and then my job has been great and it's been good and a stepping stone in the right direction, uh, but certainly not something I chose. It, it was kind of more from a selection set of options I was given. Um, and because of that, all of my other decisions have been within the constraints of where my company wanted me to go and what my job is. So from what activities I do and generally what my whole life looks like outside of work, who my connections are, it's been limited by um, these work choices. And also in doing that and because, you know, I know that at any time I could move or be asked to move somewhere new, I haven't invested a ton in living out my full life or building a full life in each place that I've lived. Um, I've, I, I probably said this somewhere else in an episode, but since I've graduated college, I think the longest, well, okay, now I've lived here for about 11-ish months. So that's the longest I've lived anywhere in the past three, three years. Um, so it's been, it's been a, a wild ride um, and one that I felt like I haven't fully been in control of. So I started to think about what would my life look like if I made bold choices you know, last episode we talked about COVID and how for some it's been an opportunity to get like closer to some goals that they, they've had for a long time. But we can only get there if we've made bold choices about what those, you know, dreams and North Stars are and then are bold enough to take steps towards them. So let's talk about that. Let's get into it. So a bold choice takes a stance on who I am, where I'm heading, and who I want to be. Um, And I started to think a lot about this as I was reading More Than Enough by Elaine Welteroff, who is this awesome woman. If you are at all into weddings, please look up like Elaine Welteroff wedding. She got married this summer on her Brooklyn stoop, and it was absolutely incredible, and now it's my dream. Um, But that is not covered in this book, at least up to where I've 
gotten. Um, but she's also just an incredibly um, successful woman who accomplished a lot in her career at a young age. And she attributes a lot of this to being bold, not only about what she wanted to do and chasing that, but also bold in her choices and how she went about that. Um, so I'm going to read a few passages from her book and I'm going to try to make this seamless and not awkward. Um, but here we go. Here's the first quote. She says, I believe we all have callings, purposes, work that only we can do. It seems ridiculous now, but I came scarily close to never naming and claiming mine because I was so certain it sounded silly and impossible. I actually believed there was no way someone like me could ever land a job like that. And this is about um, a time when her and some colleagues went on a work trip together and they were in an airplane and challenged each other to share their dreams that scared them. Dreams so big that they were kind of scared to say them out loud. About that, she writes, High above the clouds, we huddled together and challenged each other to share one thing we really, really wanted. The thing we wanted so badly, it was difficult to even say out loud. She also says, When it was my turn, I froze. Deep down, I realized that I actually knew what I wanted, but I couldn't manage to say it out loud. They had to cajole me. Like, when I was first reading that, I was like, wow, dreams so big that they scare you. So big that you're afraid to say them out loud. I, like, went home and I tried to think so hard of what mine are. And I talked to my sister and I tried to get what hers were. And what I realized is kind of what Elaine says, that, like, we all know them. Um, Deep down, we all know what they are. Um, but it's, can we share them with ourselves first and then can we share them with others? Uh, another passage I wanted to highlight was this one. She says, I realize that if we aren't vigilant, we can move through our entire lives feeling smaller than we actually are by playing it safe, by unconsciously giving away our power, by dimming our radiance, by not recognizing there's so, (laughs) recognizing there's always so much more waiting for us on the other side of fear. So actually like confronting that, and figuring out what it is and then going after that is where um, is where the exciting things lie. I think like a little bit more on the, the journey to figuring out what those dreams are and um, what we already kind of inherently know. I went to a psychic um, about maybe a year ago and she was telling me, hey, uh, one of the things I see for you is you're going to move to X place. And she told me I can't tell anybody what it is or else it won't come true. Um, so... <laughs> I really want this one to come true. And when she first said that, I was like, that's so crazy because I've always said, like, I want to live here. I want to come back here. This is something I want to be a part of my life. And she was like, well, you said that because it's part of your path. Um, And that, you know, life has this way of kind of whispering to us through um, the feelings that we get and the things that we say of like guiding us towards the paths that we're meant to take. Um, Oprah, I think, has a similar quote um, that I think is like, listen to life's whispers um, and your intuition as it tells you where you're supposed to go. Um, And I think that we all kind of have these things, these ideas, these feelings um, that we know are there, but whether we choose to follow them and actually boldly follow them is always the, the question. And so I try, though not always successful, um, to, you know, set set goals and manifest and write them down and really believe that they can come true. And when I do that, I try to kind of listen to those those heart's desires that I might not acknowledge on a day-to-day or when I'm at work as things I'm actually working towards, but things deep down I know that I want for myself. Um, and I'm always shocked when I come back to them, how many of them, you know, come true, no matter how ridiculous. Um, I think some good examples of this recently is one, my girl 
Charlie D'Amelio. Um, for you guys who don't know Charlie, she is a the queen of TikTok. The queen. Um, and she actually became famous about a year ago now. Um, previously, just a 15-year-old girl in Connecticut. And one cool thing about her is she's had on her vision board for many, many years that she's going to dance with J-Lo. So, you know, kind of a crazy thing for uh, a teenager growing up in Connecticut to think and to believe and to put out there as like, this is what I want. Um, but a cool part of her story is, you know, Charlie starts to get famous around this time next year, quickly becomes one of the biggest stars on TikTok and gets sent to the Super Bowl. Um, for those of you who might have already connected the dots, J-Lo um, is the Super Bowl performer that year and her agency is able to set up for her to meet and dance uh, with J-Lo backstage before uh, the actual Super Bowl performance. So crazy because she's been for years saying that this is her goal and something that she wants to do. How would she have ever known um, that the year of her you know, rise to stardom would also overlap with J-Lo's Super Bowl performance year and that those dots would be connected? Really, really cool story. Um, I also think about Joe Biden, somebody who has, you know, this is the third time trying to be president. Such a huge lofty goal and a huge stage to put yourself out there for and get rejected twice, um, not even kind of be close, um, and then believe that this is on your path and that you're going to get there even at the age of 77. Um, and I think, honestly, something I've been thinking about is as I hear um, different politicians who are not Democrats speak about Joe Biden, including like Mitch McConnell, and say like, hey, this is someone I trust, this is someone who I work well with, it's kind of crazy because when you think about like what our nation might need right now in a, in a leader, um, seems like the perfect time for someone like him uh, to be in charge. So um, maybe maybe a little bit of the universe working, if you guys believe in that, uh, for Joe Biden to be president at just the right time. Um, so I did sit down kind of earlier this year on my 25th birthday and write down things that are so big that they scare me. Um, and things that I'm kind of embarrassed to say out loud, but I wanted to share some of them with you guys. And then I'm hoping either you'll be able to share some of yours with me or with someone else, um, so that we can start feeling good about the things that we want to do. Um, so let's see the first one I am. (laughs) Okay. I'm getting a little shy. Okay. I am on my way to a promotion into a marketing role as you guys uh, heard me say before, this has been, I, I don't know, really all of my internships, all the other job offers I, re- I was considering were explicitly marketing roles. Through my current company, I've gotten a little bit of experience outside of that, but I know that this is like, I know this is something I need to do. I don't know if it's going to be my dream job. I don't know if it's going to work perfectly, but I'm not going to be satisfied until I get that kind of experience. So that's something I want. Um, I will be Forbes 30 under 30. I think that one really scares me, and but also it's something I really want, and I know that because I have a list here of like 11 things, and somehow this one ended up being written twice, so <laughs> must really be something that I, I'm hoping and dreaming for. Um, I will feel energized in my day-to-day, enough to invest time in special projects that I love, including my podcast, um, 
and I've written other places that I wanted to really like be able to influence other people's lives and not influence like I think more impact other people's lives and build community through this podcast um and feel like maybe my experiences can add value or my honesty or my vulnerability might be able to add value and that's something that I do feel really passionate about like I you know had a day off of work on Wednesday and I spent all day working on this episode and putting out an outline and I got so much joy um and I think I so often feel drained from a lot of the stuff that I do um and feeling energized and joy is something new but when I feel drained in my day-to-day it's really hard to invest that time into getting the joy so I want to make sure that I have the space to do that um another one is my job will be my passion I will feel fulfilled and like I've found a calling where my passions and interests and free time overlap with my work. Um, That's something I struggle with a lot where I feel I can be so unkind to myself and so hard on myself at work every single day and I don't know and I've asked my therapist if we can figure this out. I don't know if that goes away if I'm doing different work or work that I feel like I'm more naturally inclined to do or more overlaps with like the things I'm passionate about maybe outside of work um, or things I feel like I'm naturally, you know, gifted for. Um, but I, I'm hoping so. And so when I write, like, I want to find a job where I feel fulfilled and like I found a calling, like to me that's like feeling like I can trust my gut and not feeling so much self-doubt and insecurity and like like I'm never good enough and like every mistake is damning. I think when I watch shows like Emily in Paris or Working Moms and I see these people who clearly have, and again it's fictional, but in my mind it, it, I can't separate the two, people who just seem to naturally have um, a skill for what they're doing and get validated in that way. I want that so badly. So that's why that's there. Okay, moving on. (laughs) I want to live in a bustling city where I can settle down, where work doesn't dictate my life. This is my home. I live here. I furnish the place to stay. I build relationships that last. I choose. This is kind of in response to what we were talking about before of like kind of going where the wind blew me in terms of work. That means I don't settle down and I don't know what it's like to be like, I'm going to be in the city regardless of whether I leave this company, whether I have a new job, like this is where I live. I am a X city person. Um, And I'd like that. I'd like to kind of, you know, put some legs down somewhere, invest in relationships, invest in new friendships, hobbies, communities. Like, you know, I got really into improv in Oklahoma knowing I was going to leave that community and that was hard. But like, what would it be like to get involved in an improv community where it's like, I could be here for the next three or four years that's really exciting to me right now this one's embarrassing guys um (laughs) I will have a beautiful to die for love story he will (laughs) want so badly to be with me and will feel so lucky okay don't want to talk more about that one um and then another one I have here is I will go to Harvard Business School which also really scares me and I've gone back and forth a lot on whether I want to go get my MBA, but something tells me I, I want that, and that's where I want to go. So cool. Those are some of the things that I wrote down that scare me and that I wanted to share with you guys, um, but I do, again, want to challenge all of you to do the same. First, just like have a moment to yourself. Tell yourself. Acknowledge what those big, bold dreams are. 
um, and, you know, write them down. And if you do write them down, don't be embarrassed of them. Figure out where you can write them that, you know, is maybe somewhere that you hang it up in your room or write it in your, like, hang it up in your bathroom. Uh, it doesn't have to be a secret or something to be ashamed of. Um, and then tell someone else. Share it. Uh, speak it. Believe it. Um, these things will help guide us. Um, and when the time is right to make a bold choice, let us know which kinds of directions we want to head into and what matters to us. There's just, guys, so fucking many ways to live your life. Um, even when things are so tough, we are just one decision away from a completely different life. Um, you know, people do it. People do it all the time. I think because I've been thinking about this so much, I see example after example of people being like, yeah, so I, you know, I took this opportunity to move here or to do this or to figure out how I wanted to do this. And for me, again, it's like the courage to do it, but also the courage to decide this is the thing that I want to do and I'm going to go after it is is really powerful. Um, And even if you choose not to change, let that be a choice that you want to stay where you are and that you're conscious about it versus being too afraid or not thinking about the options that you you do have. Um, My therapist has shared with me, we all make a change when it becomes more uncomfortable to stay where we are than risking change. Um, So you'll know when it's time. Um, And if it's been time, and you've been listening to this, act like it. And if it hasn't, um, that's okay too. You know, I, I used to think that the adventure was going where the wind blows me and where life takes me um, and kind of following along the path of the universe, I would say. Um, and that's what I loved about the the company that I chose and the idea of moving so often and always being in a new location. And that served me well. But now I think the adventure is choosing something, um, believing in that something and seeing it through. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or following my Instagram or following my journey, I think last year it was a lot of me saying to myself, you know, you are where you're meant to be because that's the message that I needed for myself, that I was in Oklahoma for a reason and that um, there was a purpose here. But I think that there's a balance there. I still believe that that's true, but I also believe that you have to listen to that voice and where that's telling you that you're meant to be. Um, And so I hope that we can kind of hold both and listen to both. So please send me a message of a bold choice that you're choosing to make, no matter how big or how small, from moving across the country, changing jobs, changing industries, um, leaving your job maybe without a plan, to choosing to write every day or choosing to meditate or choosing something new. I'd love to hear them and be inspired by them. And maybe if there's, um, maybe if you're willing, I'll share them with the rest of the group here. Um, you can find me at a lonely 20 something on Instagram. Um, and you can email me at youngprofsfiguringthisout at gmail.com. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and talking about my dreams. Can't wait to hear about yours and I'll catch you on the flip side. Yay!